This is episode 504 for April 2018, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. That opening theme is from a YouTube user by the name of Anime Overtime, and it's called the Night Step Spider-Man Theme. So I like what he did, uh, tweaking the uh, Spider-Man theme song from the 60s. Before we get on to uh, Spider History with JR, I want to give a couple shout-outs to people that support this website and podcast through Patreon. So, a big shout-out goes to Brian, Craig, Christopher, Andrew, John, Stephen, Michael, Frederico, Stuart, Ricky, Thomas, Nick, Laura, David, Michael, and Spider-Gwen. And if you would like to support this podcast, uh, you can uh, do it through Patreon, and uh, the link is on our front page at SpidermanCrawlSpace.com. It's also at the bottom of every single news item that's posted on the front page. And also, if you would like to do it an alternative way, there's also the PayPal Pot, which uh, we have a goal, and you can check out how we're progressing. Currently, we're at 1% of the goal through PayPal, but uh, every dollar helps us pay the uh, website hosting and bandwidth costs to bring you all these episodes 24 hours a day. All right, let's get on to Spider History with JR. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our Spider History for April with JR. JR, what's going on? Okay, I'm getting ready to phone it in, everybody. Just like George has always claimed. So <laughs> I don't think I don't think anybody expected less, JR. <laughs> and the I other hate vo- to disappoint them. The other voice is George. What's going on, George? Hi, everybody. <laughs> and we have 16 viewers watching us live on YouTube. Welcome, YouTube viewers. How are you guys? So, JR, we are headed back for the April that we're looking at is the first appearance of a very popular to this day character. Eh. (laughs) April 1992. This came out. I pulled them from the long boxes. This is ASM 361, the first appearance of Carnage, the spawn of Venom. Wait a minute. Technically, I thought Carnage appeared in the last issue. Did he have like a one apparent one little panel in three sixty? I, I, I think. I well, think, well, let's go to the historian. I think. I don't remember. Oh gosh! I, just guys. In. <laughs> I was about to say we could, we could look it up on Marvel. Yes, Unlimited. no, I'm looking at three sixty right now. Yes, totally. Okay, okay, so he was on the last page. His first appearance was three sixty. No, he wasn't on the last page. He's like in the middle of the damn issue. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I think three forty four was the first Cletus Cassidy. I could be wrong. <clears throat> But yeah, anyway, I I saw it. ASM 361, take me through that one, JR. Oh, Lord. Well, one reason I picked this month uh, was uh, I, I'm not a big fan of the symbiotes either. In fact, normally I would normally I would share George's disdain. Then why are uh, you subjecting them, me to so many tonight? Well, see, the thing is, hist- George, history is not pretty. History is not always favorable to us. History is something that we just have to look in the face sometimes and deal with. You know, it isn't something that we can sanitize. And so, hence, here we are. Um, you know, talking about one of the, uh, the, uh, we're getting into one of the uglier eras of Spider-Man history, which is the 1990s. And unfortunately and unfortunately, Carnage symbolizes part of that. Um, but, uh, this Ooh, time I'm, I'm, I'm opening, I, I'm opening the 1992 bag. Ah. <sighs> Nobody wants to watch your fetishes play out on live. Brad. No, no, no. 1990s comics don't have that. Uh, that had that don't have that decay and pulp stench that uh, the oh, seven man. ones do. Would you like to get the Beetlejuice Game Boy by chance? <laughs> Sorry, Jr. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go right ahead. I, go I, right I, ahead. I've go, uh, you know start. You got other things to sniff around there, like maybe some old socks or something like that. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, issue number I, – I picked this because of uh, the, the Norman bonding with the Carnage symbiote. This seemed like a, a topical thing to bring up at this time. And unfortunately, like I said, a subject of spider history that can't be ignored uh, considering how significant it has become. But anyway, issue 361 starts out with – wait, 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 wait. What, what, was, what was that again? Okay. What? Are you hearing things? Take your pills. No, I was seeing things. Or is these uh, – oh, pills. That's right. Oh, Yeah. No, don't do the 
All right. 361 begins at Empire State University where Carnage has busted, uh, busting in on apparently a classmate of Peter who we never heard of before, but we'll, we'll learn that he was a classmate of, classmate of Peter's. And he said, you know, says typically banal things about, uh, you know, torture, you know, killing you and everything like that. And then he finally does. Uh, so basically what he does is he, uh, uh, as is described later, uh, slaughters him like a pig on a spit. Uh, Peter gets the news while visiting Aunt May with one humorous aside when the phone rings to give Peter the news that his uh, classmate has been uh, slaughtered like a pig on a spit. Uh, Peter tells Aunt May it better not be Donald Trump calling again since you already have a lunch date. But um, so and how long ago was this? Twenty twenty six years ago. Holy yeah. guacamole. Right. <laughs> you know, in a couple years, say, we'll have the 30th anniversary of Carnage like we did for Venom. Well, I was wasn't thinking about Carnage's anniversary. I was thinking more about Donald Trump, and I'm thinking about who, who what pop what pop culture figure in now is going to be tw- president in 26 years. That's mm. almost frightening. So anyway, as Spidey anyway, so Spidey's swinging around to investigate. You know, he he says, you know what? This isn't the only uh, you know really brutal murder that's happened in the last week. There've been at least a dozen you know people with their let's see here with their spines torn from their bodies heads spun 360 limbs rearranged and of course you know spider-man should think you know boy this is really something awful you know i i mean maybe if i ever find out who's behind this i'm gonna have to uh you know take extreme measures maybe like i've not done before in order to protect the public but now nah, now nah, it's like you know by the way there have been about a dozen murders these weeks just the same way and they're all gruesome they're all horrible and just ugh, you know whatever but he's afraid it's venom you know because the witnesses the way the witnesses talk about uh you know slinky substances or whatever they, th- they think it's venom so Spider-Man meets up with Mary Jane. Mary Jane's pissed off at him because she's was meeting him for lunch and he's late. And Peter goes into that. Oh, I think it's all my fault. Ah, you know, because I brought the venom symbiote, blah, blah, blah. So he gives Mary Jane the whole, you know, I got, I found this, this gooey black alien turd, uh, <laughs> on the beyonder planet, you know, and because I had no sense, I didn't have a brain in my head. I let it, go- I let it glom all over <laughs> me. And then I found out it was alive, you know, and then, oh, shock. And then I tried to kill it. And, uh, you know, as a result of me trying to kill it, it, it got bitter. And then it bonded with Eddie Brock, who, by the way, no one had ever heard of until issue number 300. But we all pretended we had known him. Blah, 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 blah. So he goes into that boring history and everything like that. Uh, but he talks about, though, their last confrontation. He says, you know, the thing is, though, the last time I saw, I saw Eddie was I left him on a deserted island, you know, and I made it think that he killed me. And since he thought he killed me, he's happy now eating berries and uh, wiping his butt with palm fronds. All right. So but, you know, maybe maybe what's happened, though, is that uh, uh, the palm fronds that Eddie's been wiping his butt with have uh, irritated his ass and his irritated, itchy ass is now driving him to kill. Should so maybe I, that's should I say it, G- George? Or should you say it? I'm, I'm too. I'm too sad. He, right he, now. He's making things up. <laughs> yeah, he, he, is, he is making things up. But oh, my God. <laughs> This takes well, I mean, such a dark turn. <laughs> come on, think about it. You're on a desert island, right? No, dude, it's gonna... not. Jr. It's Spider-Man. It's not naked and afraid. Let's just move on with the God, with the GD story. It's, I, it's like, what if Gilligan's Island had a symbiote? Oh my God! <laughs> just sit right back and you hear a tale, a tale no, from Secret no, Wars. No, no, There's no, wait, wait, Eddie Brock. And I'm going to quit. <laughs> You Mary, know what? I think people, Mary I, I, Jane. And, no, 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 no. I think people. people would you rather hear about? Uh, would you rather hear about Eddie Brock's itchy ass, or would you rather listen to Brad sing? Okay, <laughs> YouTube. Just, Eighteen viewers. What do you want? <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Peter goes, to, you know, to investigate. You know, he goes to the Daily Bugle because he wants to investigate uh, Eddie's movements. Since oh, he was God. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Matthew wants only Brad, only Brad. Thank you very much, Matthew. Oh, Neil wants it, yes. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Okay. Anyway, so get anyway, off the island. 
anyway, Brock, uh, vote him off the island. All right. Before Spider-Man fought Venom on the island, Venom had been in jail, or Eddie Brock had been in jail. Cletus Casty had been his cellmate. So, uh, but anyway, right now, Peter is in the, the Daily Bugle archives researching Brock's movements uh, since he broke out of prison, trying to figure out, you know, maybe, you know, how did he get back here? You know, what's going on? But then that's when he runs into stories about Cletus Cassidy and realizes that Cassidy was Brock's cellmate and then finds out that Cassidy is an unrepentant serial killer. Uh, and he learns what an utter taste, utter waste of human flesh Cassidy is and reads about the orphanage because Cassidy grew up in an orphanage. And uh, and here, here's here's what's funny is because the orphanage caught on fire. And the uh, the administrator for disciplinary action was found dead. And at first they thought that, well, in the panic, you know, this person fell and smashed their skull. Really? <laughs> really? By accident. You know, and Peter's saying, oh, no, maybe that, uh, oh, maybe that uh, this person was murdered and the fire was set to cover it up. You think? Yeah. So, and, but anyway, so, Sp- anyway, so Spider-Man, you know, he goes, look, he goes around interviewing people and you know, again, just finds out that Cassie's truly an awful person. Uh, and then goes to the orphanage and finds him sitting there talking to a teddy bear because I suppose uh, we're supposed to feel empathy for him for some, for some strange reason. Well, Cassidy turns into carnage. They begin duking it out. Um, and, you know, it, it is, it is, you know, Spider-Man finds out that, that carnage is, uh, you know, has a whole lot of different, has a whole def- different power set than Venom. And he also lacks Brock's twisted sense of fair play. Because you see what we've done is we've tried to, to uh, make Brock and his psychopathy or and sociopathic narcissistic behavior more palatable yeah. for the reading audience, you know, because he's become so popular, you know, he can't just be a psychopathic murderer villain. We've got to give him all these uh, other quality, positive qualities he never had when he was originally created. Um, right. So anyway, so Spider-Man, you know, a couple of cops come to investigate this, the scene and Spider-Man has to save them. Carnage gets away, but Carnage leaves a message scrawled in his own blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, boy. Anyway, but so Peter goes to Mary Jane, says Mary Jane got a problem. We got that. I got this psychotic serial killer who is bonded with a um, bonded with uh, uh, another symbiote. Uh, uh, another symbiote and uh, the fantastic foreign Avengers aren't available because they have planet threatening problems and they couldn't care less about a psychopath who's going around butchering dozens of people. So, Today they would know. show up <laughs> anyway. So, just but now, but, but then, but then there's a new story where a family of five, including three young children has been killed. And so realizing he can't face carnage alone, you know, he goes to Mary Jane. He says, Mary Jane, I can't do this alone. Uh, and since Venom last appeared in issue number 347, and it's been more than 12 months since his last appearance, and we have to beat this character to death, I have to go back in, and I have to go back to the island, uh, and I have to go get him. So anyway, that's the end of issue number 361. Yeah. So, which was the, the, um, the, um, if you look, I think this is kind of funny. 1991 prices in 1992, you could get a year's worth of amazing Spider-Man for $15. You know, what's even more amazing than that. Yeah. Uh, if you, uh, watch the YouTube channel, like I'm doing, which is delayed and the, I have the sound off, uh, all it looks like is JR is having a seizure because <laughs> he talks like this. Uh, like, he's always, got the, like he's got the shakes and he needs some jam. it's always fun to look at these old ads by the way before we move on to the next issue <laughs> look, look at look at the uh wolverine coming out of the uh the cards did anybody buy these fleer cards back in the day i remember buying a box of them and open them up okay like a kid at halloween like open up candy wrappers the whole floor was covered no one bought fleer skybox cards back no, in the day. i was too busy spending it on actual comic books <laughs> All right. So, Jr. In 1992, I was busy. I was already married and miserable, and uh, wow. it was a couple of years before my daughter was born. But anyway, I, but that's I not was, the end of the story. That's not the end oh, of the do story. Do you want right? to do the whole arc? Do you want to do like May and June? No, I got to tell people the rest of the story. Okay, if you oh, feel free, you usually do. You usually go the yeah, couple yeah. months. I mean, was, did, okay. did, did, People, did you just want me to leave it at issue number 361 and not go through the rest of it? I mean, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, oh, you're good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
Issue number 362. I'll get through this quickly. You know, okay. uh, Spider-Man goes a Fantastic Four and borrows a sonic gun. Now, the Human Torch is accompanying flying in the Fantastic Car. You see, earlier, the Fantastic Four couldn't help stop a, a, a brutal serial killer. But because Reed Richards is in interest, you know, wants to make sure that the rental agreement on the sonic gun is enforced, he sends the torch with Spider-Man. So they go to the desert island and Spider-Man says, hey, I'm not dead. You know, Brock gets all pissed off and they get everybody gets in this big fight. And then finally, they they, they, they calm Brock down and uh, Brock create, you know, Brock creates in this heretofore unknown continuity about symbiotes, which I don't know whether it's in the symbiote continuity or not anymore, uh, where he says, oh, by the way, yeah, we have the symbiotes have no sense of family. Uh, so, you know, this thing just, you know, this thing, my symbiote went and had a baby and it just didn't think to tell me because it wasn't important to him. Okay. So, uh, and, and I guess that'll hold as an explanation until Venom, the, the toxic Avenger or whatever, where we have the five other symbiote seeds or, or whatever the hell's going on. But so anyway, Torch can't do it can't help him anymore because after all, he gets an emergency signal from the Fantastic Four. Yeah, uh, and well, uh, so well, now Michelini knew that this was Spider-Man's book, and the Fantastic Four didn't have to come save it, save it for him. You know, I mean that they used those excuses back in the day. So well, the star- well, well, yeah, but I mean, when he defeated Carnage, uh, Venom actually helped. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. I don't let, let's not let's not climb up on that horse so quickly. <laughs> I'm just complaining about modern comics. Like we're going into 799 where all the spider people are about to save Spider-Man. Oh yeah, dude, that's been the last five years. And, on and, and that's my main complaint. Back whoa, in, whoa, yeah. wait, till we, wait till we get to revenge of the sinister six or something. Yeah. You know, I mean, it'll be stuff full of heroes because Spidey can't take down, you know, yeah. Spidey, you know, it, Spider-Man faces the sinister six way back in the annual number one. Oh, that's another story. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm distracting. Sorry. Anyway. So Venom and, um, Spider-Man uh, track down Carnage, and uh, they find him, but uh, and find out that he's more than capable of taking on both of them. But uh, Carnage, you know, says, "Aha! I, there's a baby. I'll throw this baby out the window because you know innocence and Venom can't let anything happen to innocent people." So he gets away. Carnage gets away, but then they find out that his next target is going to be J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> Issue number three sixty-three. Carnage invades the Daily Bugle building and takes Jonah captive. He was going to kill him there, but then he realizes that he want, he um, he says, wait a minute, you know, maybe I need a bigger audience for this. Um, so while Carnage and Venom are looking for him again, and, and Venom is singing Strangers in the Night. What you know, are and, the chances? And uh, then, you know, and then Spider-Man finds out from, you know, Venom that Cassidy was a metalhead. So now he knows that Cassidy is really evil and probably should die. Um because he and so now in something that uh, Robbie had told uh, Spider-Man when they went to invest, you know, to the bugle after Jonah was taken, that uh, Cassidy was going among his people who would be receptive to his message. So they find out that there's a metal concert going on at Madison Square Garden, and that's where they go. So anyway, pointless fight. Go to the subway. Go back to Madison Square Garden. Spider-Man turns a PA system on, you know, and and you know, and and and. Uh, and and the the carnage symbiote discorporates according to venom and i had to look up the word and discorporate means being without material or without substance or being a disembodied or whatever well the thing is since a venom symbiote is quote unquote older it's not knocked out so easily and it still tries to kill spider-man and then lo and behold mr fantastic is waiting in the wings with a sonic gun then shoots oh. venom then he do, then he does get rescued even then. Yes, 90s. he gets rescued again. I, I apologize. Yeah, you know, and and the Human Torch and Fan, Mr. Fantastic just been hanging out there while Venom and Carnage and have been wrecking all kinds of havoc at Madison Square Garden. You know, they've been sitting there, and uh, Mr. Fantastic says, "Yeah, that was right, Spider Man. We if we had waited in, the, if we had come in and got involved and maybe cut this whole thing short, uh, a lot of other people might have been hurt. Right? Right? That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? It certainly does. So." Venom, you know, of course, is mad because he thought he had a deal with Spider-Man. Spider-Man wouldn't turn him back in if he, you know, helped him find, you know, Carnage. But now Venom says that shows that you, you're no, you, you're truly not quote unquote innocent. You know, whatever justifies your narcissistic and sociopathic behavior, Eddie. Mm-hmm. Ah, there we go. So, whatever so justifies that- your own stupidity and narcissistic actions. But that is not all that happens in this issue, boys and girls. We're not done yet. Not done yet. Because as Venom is being carted to the vault in a special holding cell designed by Mr. Fantastic, 
in East Germany. George, George, wake up for this. Wake up for this, because this is going to kick off another classic era of Spider-Man. All right? You don't want to miss this. You don't want to miss it. In East Germany, two people are about to board a plane that will shake up Peter's life. You know who these two people are? They're going to set off the, the agonizing robot parent storyline. Oh. The clone saga. And it all happened right here in this Carnage story. Oh, so you get two Carnage. Carnage set up the parents, huh? So Carnage, the Carnage story, the wow. first Carnage story set up the robot parents storyline, which goes on for two more years, which sets up the clone saga, which goes on for three years, uh, which then uh, sets up the uh, what the, this this so, period where sales go down, which sets up the reboot. So a couple uh, episodes ago, I said that. The Lethal Protector era, I think, ruined the the Venom character. I, I think well, that this, and all the over the severe the, overexposure, the overexposure, and also I think this panel. Let me pull pull it up here, and, and for the YouTubers, well, that's not it. Hold on. I think this panel ruined Venom. Look at that handshake. Spider-Man doesn't handshake his villains. Has he ever hands shook hands with a villain? Do you remember Jr.? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Let me well, go back to the long boxes and find I, out. No, I mean, does he? He that when I read that in 1992, I thought to myself, "That's that doesn't feel like Spider-Man." Batman laughed with the Joker once. It's not. It's not hey, something well, that's you know. The, the, Spidey laughed with Norman. Sat there and they joked about uh, so Norman what, being Mister Coffee. What's your yeah. opinion, Jr.? I think did you like Ven Venom circa three hundred? I didn't like Venom. Wait, 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 wait. Venom circa three hundred. Three hundred. That's next month. That's I, next I month on Spider history. But uh, I think the uh, two things: the overexposure and the separating the evilness of Venom ruined the character. They sh Carnage and Venom should be one. That they, they should be Venom should be evil. Well, I, you know, I mean, that, that, that's almost an entire uh, discussion on the face of it. I, I never liked Venom, to be honest. I mean, in, in, in reading about, you know, when I did my article ages ago, I, I kind of understand why he's popular with people. But, you know, the, the Venom that I thought was great was the guy who looked like this huge football player with the long teeth. Then they kept adding aspects to him, like the, the brain eating and the drool and the, and the you know, the exaggerated Eric, jaw. Eric Lawson brought the tongue. And yeah. The, the, yeah, the 80 foot long tongue. Yeah. And, and then, but yeah, I mean, you're right. Just gross overexposure. And, and then, it, and then once they created, you know, basically they had to create, I think, uh, Michelini and I wanted to look into the, cause Michelini said why he created carnage. He was originally going to call him chaos. And I, I don't know that maybe he created carnage because venom was becoming too wussified, you know, because too yeah. popular and he had to bring back an evil symbiote but it should have stopped right there okay fine it should have stopped right there no and then they created the what the, when when venom became the leaf protector wasn't that didn't they have like five symbiotes in that story Which and now everybody's a symbiote. in the movie yeah and now everybody's a symbiote because we didn't we just get done with like venom's universe or whatever where everybody had a symbiote and we've had you get like, a symbiote and you get a symbiote yeah yeah i mean it's just i, I yeah I However, mean, where, are the, where are the editors during all I did, I did like the story in 1992 and i did like it last year when i reread it but that scene where he shook hands just took me out of it yeah. the, edit the editors are all in the back huffing glue out of a sock yeah, but see, here's the problem, and the, the thing, one, one, another one of the problems that I was alluding to is that Carnage, right off, they established that he is, he is, he's another degree of murderer, psychopath, beyond Venom, beyond anything else, and Spider-Man treats him like with kid gloves. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it, you know, it, 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 you know, I mean, this story doesn't quite lend itself to, you know, I guess Venom or Carnage being as vulnerable. Uh, to being killed by Spider-Man or somebody else, as maybe later stories did, like Maximum Carnage or something like that. But you know, I'm sorry, you you know, you turn on the Sonic Gun and you wait until the symbiote is ground to powder, and then and then you take that powder and you set, set, scatter it all over the world, kind of like they were doing with uh, at the end of uh, at the end of. Uh, uh, some of these, what, what the ultimates or whatever, when they scatter, when they put the Sandman in a bunch of different jars. But, I mean, there's absolutely no way that you allow this thing to ever, ever uh, come back. Mm -hmm. uh, and and to be honest, if 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 Cleese Cassidy is about to get hit by a car or fall down off a cliff, you let him. You don't save him. Yeah. To me, and, and this is a big mistake. And to me, it's a big mistake that DC's done with the Joker. 
you know, because if to me, if you make your villain so loathsome and so disgusting and so violent and so brutal that the hero begins like to look like a fool by letting him live. He just yeah. begins to look like an utter chump and an utter fool. And, you know, this to me, one reason I don't like Carnage, because every time he appears, you know, every time Spider-Man leaves him alive, he just looks like a complete and total fool. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's, you know, my rant and rave on the on Carnage. On Carnage. Um, not- and Carnage and Venom, actually. OK, also in April of See, 19. Now, uh, JR and I are very different cats, Brad. Mm hmm. Like, uh, like when you give me a choice and I'm looking at the books and stuff, I, I, I'm going to avoid anything with a symbiote or, or that's ultimate or anything with Moreland or anything with the clone crap. Like, I'm going to avoid it like it's herpes. However, you can't deny the popularity of Carnage and Venom. JR plus years. JR jumps on it like a like like a like a Muppet humping a football. <laughs> Ooh, that is ugly. That just is we can, ugly. What, 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 what Muppet are we talking about? No, we, no, just, no, 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 what, no. Are we talking about like Kermit? Because that would really be ugly looking. Oh you know? Uh, okay. Anyway. Uh, also, April of 1982, Web of Spider-Man 87, The Name of the Rose by Howard Mackey and oh. Alex Savick. Oh, my God. We're going to jump to that one right away? Or do, or do you want to do spec first? Yeah. Uh, actually, don't we have... Um, well, don't we have uh, Spider-Man with the Revenge of the Sinister Six? Is that okay, a, that oh, that's to? fine. You want to do the adjective list? Yes, let's do adjective list okay. because I, I was I was somewhat prepared for that one, and okay. uh, we're gonna the, the more we get into it, the more I haven't read them, and then uh, okay, uh, you know, hopefully uh, some of the YouTubers will have fallen asleep by then. A ma- a Spider-Man adjective list number twenty-one in April ninety-two. It's got a cover of a. Uh, oh, good gosh! <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Deathlock and Spider-Man back to back, and they've been making this action figure since 1992 with uh, Spider-Man with the metal arm on him. It says this issue: Deathlock and Solo are a strange and a strange change in Spider-Man. Revenge of the Sinister Six Four. There you go. Oh, oh God! You know this. This is again. Th- this is pretty much typical 90s nightmare. Uh, the story begins actually in issue number 18, where Spider it just opens up with Spider-Man and a nutty talking Ghost Rider uh, trying to stop a rampaging <laughs> nutty talking flying cyborg in a shopping mall. You know, now the Ghost Rider, the Ghost Rider um, talks about the, how this this nutty talking cyborg has to be stopped for all the innocent blood that he has shed, and it's like, gee whiz! I mean, are all these guys going to the same writer? You know, for their dialogue, is there like Howard, like, Howard Mackey? Like villains go to the tinker for high tech weapons. Is there some like dialogue writer where villains go to for their dialogue? You know, I mean, you know, Ghost Rider shops there, Venom shops there, the Hobgoblin Demon shops there. Uh, sometimes, you know, maybe the Punisher might come and pick up a line or two when he's desperate. Anyway, um, so anyway, during the fight, the cyborg crashes to the building and the whole building collapses. And uh, so Spider Man and Ghost Rider just say, "Well, that was a great adventure, wasn't it? You know, hey, you want to go get coffee?" Uh, while the cyborg is digging himself out. So you're going back to uh, Spider-Man 18 for part one, right? Well, yeah, because we just okay, joined okay. in in part four. Okay, okay I'm, oh, I'm pulling it up on Marvel Unlimited here. Uh, this actually was on Marvel Unlimited, fortunately. Yeah, it is. I, uh, the, some of the other ones weren't, and I was, I was very disappointed that my subscription is not covering all of these, but maybe, they're, well, maybe they'll get to them eventually. You know, every Monday they upload new ones. Did you know that? Yeah, but there's a whole lot of crap I won't read. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's they've got a lot of stuff in here. I, I love Marvel Unlimited, but go ahead. So anyway, so Sandman's checking on some family that he roomed with back during the last Sinister Six adventure. Uh, and he's worried about him because when they all got together, you know, he betrayed Doc Ox and Doc Ox threatened to kill his family. So but anyway, the house goes boom and Sandman thinks Doc Ox responsible. So he's going to get revenge on Doc Ock. Anyway. Now, and, and the good Dr. Octopus is picking up some adamantium arms that were created in an issue of Daredevil, <laughs> of all places. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so he kills a supplier rather than pays him and uses an adamantium arms to rip up all the killer robots. And so he's really feeling his oats. Now we get into another subplot where Mary Jane gets a, um, gets a part, a lead part, in an Arnold Schwarzenheimer movie. Look at her pants, by the way. Good grief. Well, it's not just her pants. It's her waist. And look mean, at her waist and her hair. Woo. I mean, it's like, I mean, how, 
is, Eric Larson, is, settle down. Is it possible to walk with a waist that thin? Oh, here, let's, I mean, how does that support the spine? Here, here, oh, no, no, no. Let me do this one. Okay. There, there is the waist. My goodness. That's over-exaggerated. You know, now, now you kind of wonder, you, you know, it's, I, like I said, I, I, I am a fan of the female form as, as much as any red-blooded heterosexual yeah. male and some, but the way some of these guys draw women in comics is just, do you like Larson's art? I, no, I do. I, I don't. No, I, don't. I know I, it's like, it's, it's like I, McFarland light, you know, it's like, you know, he's, it looked like he was trying to ape McFarland and then, um, and then of course I, he'll always be the one who did that dreadful, uh, art right after the, the reboot. remember the Senator Ward story Yeah. where basically he admitted, he said, yeah, I did a crap job on the story because I thought it was boring, you know? Yeah, um, so anyway, so no, I don't. But anyway, there's this. But Mary Jane is going to have, you know, if she wants this part, she's going to have to be nude. So this is a running subplot about Peter not really being happy with Mary Jane taking off our clothes for a movie. So anyway, so Sandman meets up with the members of the Sinister Six. You know, he says, you know, well, we all hate Doctor Octopus, so let's go get revenge on him. Now the Sinister Six at this time uh, uh, includes, uh, see, since Craven is dead. Uh, replacing him is the Mackendale demon hybrid that was created during that stupid ass Inferno crossover. The crossover that was so bad that George didn't even show up for the spider history that talked about that because he couldn't bear talking about Inferno. So that that shows you how bad that was. Burn, Uh, baby, burn, disco Inferno. Two. So. My surprise. So Sandman. I'm so sorry. When the bit fails, Brad doesn't just double down on it. He triples down. So Sandman, you know, says, well, I can't trust these guys anymore than I can throw them. So he, he goes to spy. He goes to the Daily Bugle building and hangs out because everybody knows Spider-Man hangs out at the Daily Bugle building. Anybody who does any research knows that Spider-Man hangs out at the Daily Bugle building and he hangs out at Empire State University. Okay. So. What's the common thread? I don't know. But anyway, so <laughs> Spider-Man, you know, runs into Sandman. Sandman says, you know, I don't trust these guys. You know, uh, will you ha- provide backup? Spider-Man says, yeah, I, you know, I, you know, my wife wants, uh, my wife wants, wants to pose for, uh, in a, in a, appear naked in a movie. And I really need to think about that for a while. So yeah, super hanging out with super villains will help take my mind off that topic. Um, but then, you know, he realizes, Oh my God, my spire sense is going off or whatever. Something big and big and ugly is coming around. And then we go into part two, part two is issue number 19. And the big ugly thing that was, uh, was hanging around is actually the Hulk. Yeah. Now that we bring the Hulk into the story. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so what happens is, uh, during all this time, the Sinister Six is attacking um, Doc Ock. Doc Ock's taking them all out with their anima- his animatium arms. Uh, but then Sandman finds out that it wasn't really Doc Ock that attacked the family. It was really the Sinister Six attacking the family because they wanted to con Sandman into joining their revenge scheme against Dr. Octopus. You following all this so far? Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Doc Ock turns Sandman into glass. And uh, then the Hulk smashes through a wall. Hulk, why are you here? Well, Hulk won't tell him, of course, because it's secret. But Hulk will tell us in the in the uh, in his inner monologue that. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, the Pantheon sent him to stop Doc Ock after one of their psychics foresaw him taking over the world. Yep. What the hell does that mean? Oh, well, did well, you not, the, read, not read Peter David's Hulk back in the nineties. What the hell is the Pantheon? It's, you know, it's, the, some, it's, it's like a building. It's like a church building. No, you go to it's, church. It, you go to a synagogue. You go to a mosque. You go to a pantheon. Is that what that is? It's a group that the Hulk hang out, hung out with. There was a little team. A go little ahead. team. A big green guy hangs out with a little team. Yep. Well, uh, yeah. Anyway, so. Oh, did you really not read Peter David's Hulk? No. That was great. No. No, I mean, I had a limited budget. Remember, this is 1992. Oh, I'm married. I have a wife. I have a family. I'm not young just like spider, you. Just spider, yeah. spider books. Okay. You didn't read the Peter like- David Hulk. You didn't like uh, Secret Wars. There's so much JR's wrong about. <sighs> well, there's, there's a, there, there was there was things that I chose to not read because of thrift, which was the Peter David Hulk. And besides my brother bought those. And if I wanted to read those, I just read my brother's comics. Um, You can read Peter David Hulk now and Marvel Unlimited. JR. There you go. There I go. Okay. I, you know what? You know what? Right after we sign off about two 30 in the morning, I'll get right on. that. (laughs) All right. So, so doc Ock actually takes out the Hulk too. Boy, that was controversial. 
And I always wonder, I was about to ask you, Hulk lovers, is that realistic that even with adamantium arms, should, should Doc Ock even, you know, be able to take out the Hulk under any circumstances? In, in no way, shape. No. And, and this was kind of Banner and Hulk fused Hulk, but still. No, not even Wolverine, Wolverine can't even take him out with claws. If he had adamantium claws and it was like Hulk at his weakest, like Joe Fix-It. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe if if Dr. Octopus gets lucky, but no. Yeah. Okay. Th- yeah, this you know, I'm on a bu- I'm still on a budget, Neil, even in 2018. So this, this panel makes me sad. Doc Ock has taken out Spider-Man and Hulk. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and then Peter David uh had an answer for that later on in his run. Oh, I forgot about that. What did he do? Uh yeah. Uh back when uh in fact it was when um uh, Hulk reverted uh, over to the Joe Fixit form, and he was in Vegas. And uh, Doctor Octopus appeared, and there was that one panel where, like, uh, basically he like wrapped, he kicked Doctor Octopus's ass and wrapped his arms around him and everything, nice. tied him in like a knot. That was Peter David's way of saying, "Hey, up yours, hey, up yours, Larson." <laughs> yeah. so, Go ahead. Anyway, after the Hulk, the Peter, after the Hulk or Doc Ock takes out both the Hulk and Spider-Man, he tells the rest of the Sinister Six, he says, you know, I hate all you guys, and you guys all hate me, hate me, but I have a brand new diabolical scheme to take over the world, and I need some muscle. So you guys want to join me? So they say, sure, we were sitting around, we were tired, they're just sitting around watching porn together, you know, we get, to, wow. we, get together, we get together every Thursday night at Mysterio's, you know, and watch porn, and Mysterio conjures up some illusions or whatever, you know, it, it keeps us out of the pool hall, uh, but you know what, let's, let's, let's jump on your uh, diabolical world conquering scheme. So the Sinister Six, their next stop is to go to some warehouse where they're going to enter another dimension and get weapons for Doc Ock's n- n- diabolical plan, and, and boys and girls, we are only in two parts in this six-part tale. All right, issue number two. Uh, 20. 20. Oh, okay. Issue number 20. First page. Nova shows up. Oh, gee. Now, you, you know, you, you know, we're going to pack as many guest stars in this as possible because after all, Spider-Man can't sell his own title, you know, uh, so we got to pack. Well, technically, in my opinion. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here the, we go. This, this was a rarity to have this many people show up. This is called a Thursday now. I don't know. It wasn't a rarity during the 90s. It was. It was. No. Uh, it, was no, it, it was in the 80s, but it's not. Called, it's called a Wednesday now because that's when it comes out. Yeah. So <laughs> I see what you, you know. There. Part three begins with Nova finding Spidey and the Hulk just, you know, they're just laying around going, and, you know, because they've been, and uh, so Nova says, hey, how are you guys doing? Wake up, wake up, wake up. And Spider-Man says, oh, you know what? We're we're fighting the Sinister Six. We're in over our heads. Doc Ock even took out the Hulk, you know, which he's not really supposed to do. Uh, And so, Nova, would you like to help us? But then Nova receives a call. You know, it says the the call says you can't jump in right now because we're not even through the third part of this stupid ass story, and it has to last six parts. So wait till later to jump in. So okay, so Nova yeah. takes off then. Gotta okay, go so, hook up with the new warriors. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new warriors. Yeah, some another team that didn't deserve their own title but got one. Oh, I, did you read New Warriors by Fabian and Mark Bagley? That was a great book. Wait a minute, wasn't Fabian that model or something? Wasn't he the singer? He's Fabian, the co-creator of Deadpool. The co-creator of Deadpool was a singer, Fabian, the, the teen <laughs> idol from the 50s. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm moving on. Let's get to Deathlock. <sighs> now, anyway, so Deathlock, we get to, you know, Death, we enter. Now, Deathlock is the result of merging a man with a, you know, machine. This is Mike, because that's his name, Michael Collins. Wait a minute. I thought, I thought Cyborg, I thought Deathlock was Luther Manning. Dark, you know, are, who are the hell is? Are, are you doing a, a Dark Shadows reference? <laughs> what do you mean? Michael Collins? And no, that, it says Michael Collins is the, the identity of Deathlock. As a Dark Shadows fan, uh, I can't remember there being a Michael Collins. What was it? It was something Collins. There was Barnabas Collins. There oh, was Quentin Collins. Collins. There was Quentin Collins. Collins. There was a lot of Collinses. I don't believe Michael. There was, there was never a Michael Collins. I'm I don't sorry. There being a Michael Collins. But anyway, but I thought I thought uh, Deathlock was Luther Manning, you know, when he yeah, wondered. This was the, this was the 90s one where so it, he wandered through the wasteland in the far future of 1990. Um, <laughs> so anyway, he he's, you know, Deathlock says, well, gee whiz, I saw on the news that Spider-Man and Ghost Rider fought a rogue cyborg and I'm a rogue cyborg. And I was created by a bunch of guys uh, who worked at Cybertech. OK, and now all these guys jump to another firm. So they're probably doing something evil there, too. So I'm going to find out something. 
But okay, now we got another guest star. Solo. All right. So Solo arrives in the Falcon with Chewie because they're lost because and they're kind of <laughs> bored because it's been nine years since the last Star Wars movie and it's gonna be several years before the next one that you know, and they have nothing to do. So wait a minute, it's not that solo? No. But wait a minute! If, if wait a minute, if it's not Han Solo, then it's just another lame Punisher ripoff. Who this time instead of going after criminals, goes after terrorists, and he says lame things like "While Solo lives, terror dies." Yeah, and uh, I have know, never liked Solo ever. And so this Solo says that the Sixers Harrison is going to go after him. I mean, come on, folks! Wouldn't you rather have Han Solo and Chewie in this story than this Solo? I mean, yeah. come on! All right, George, anyway, can you do a Chewbacca? Can I do what? Can you do a Chewbacca? <laughs> And while Solo lives, Terror dies. Chewie, let's go. Get in the Falcon. <laughs> so Peter goes home. He he comes up with web cannons. There you go. Uh, cannons. He creates web cannons. Uh, and he tries to call the Avengers of Fantastic Four again, but they are unavailable. Everybody so, else is free. <laughs> for this so book. they're unavailable to go after Carnage. They're unavailable to go after the Sinister Six. You know what? What the hell? You know what the hell are they doing? You know, it's like. Anyway, that's that's the problem. I one of the problem. I guess that's one of the conundrums of the Marvel universe. You know, I mean, they be tripping over each other. Uh, but so Spider-Man goes after the Sinister Six with his big, huge web cannons on his back. He tracks them to this private research facility, which is experimenting on traveling to other dimensions. Uh, but you know, he gets in, he gets his butt kicked. Solo teleports onto the scene with his guns blazing, and then Mysterio whips up this illusion where the Sinister Six is actually defeated, and uh, Doc Ock is lying there, and Solo is about to pump Doc Ock's head full of lead, but because it's a Mysterio illusion, it's really Spider-Man laying there. Spider-Man is about to get his head pumped full of lead, and then we go to issue 21, which was part four, which is the 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 issue that brought this into into spider history i love so, that you're skipping all of the terry cavanaugh backups of this thing too which were oh horrible. diabolique oh with horrible the, yeah with the the with the uh, the ninth century frenchman or whatever horrible. who's a demon because you're uh, buying, you're not buying this book for the for the terry cavanaugh backup story and why does uh, this book have a backup story because get them all together okay okay brad first of all you know from uh january 1st 1990 to december 31st 1999 yeah that was the decade we call the 90s okay uh so whenever you ask a question why did they do this in comics the answer is it was the 90s. The, qu- you know, the question answers itself, Brad. It was it Absolutely. was it was mass hysteria, mass stupidity. Every in the 90s, which every, Marvel, every never- villain, every villain, and like eighty percent of the heroes were edge lords. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was the 90s. It was the one of the darker moments of uh, comics history. So. So anyway, Solo is about to put a few bullets in Spidey's head, but before he can, then the cyborg from the 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 the, the crazy talking cyborg from the first part of the story, who you know we thought had been forgotten in the plot, comes back and saves Spider Man. Well, it turns out Spider Man wakes up a, uh, in this uh, facility, and he's got a, it looks like, he looks like he thinks he's got a cybernetic arm and a new mouth, a new eyepiece, uh, but really what's happened is he is Cyclops X, which is what the Cyclops name was. Uh, felt that Spider-Man had rescued him earlier. And so his programming made him think that he needed to help out Spider-Man. But anyway, Spider-Man is in this facility called uh, the care lab, care labs, because they care. Mm -hmm. That's what we're going to send you one day. (laughs) By the way, look at the actual word balloons on this panel. Look at that. What is that doctor talking about? Good grief. That's a novel coming out of that guy. I don't think I've ever seen a word balloon that big. You've never read Marv Wolfman comics. <laughs> oh, man, he goes on to the next page. Yada, so yada, anyway, yada, 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 yada out of this doctor. Who is that, Jr.? Uh, it looks like Richard. It looks like a diminutive Richard Nixon. But uh, anyway, um, but anyway, this is, so this is funny because this guy spends all this time talking. And then like in the next part, I think he's dead. Uh, so, you know, you, you kind of think that, OK, maybe this is leading to some bigger story. It doesn't. So it does. It's not a cybernetic arm. It's basically a big ass cast that's going to help Spider-Man heal. Yeah. Uh, so they stitch up his costume. And then Spider-Man finds out that the previous, the cyborg from the first part is actually a Gulf War veteran uh, who uh, is, 
they're doing all kinds of funky experiments. They're trying to create new super soldiers, but they're trying to create nice super soldiers because this is care labs because they care. They care. Uh, and they're trying to prove that government is not bad. Uh, <laughs> government is good. And then Dum Dum Dugan walks up, you know, walks up and says something, you know, to, to Spider-Man and says, yeah, yeah, Shield's involved in this too, Spider-Man, so you don't have to worry about nothing. But anyway, after he leaves Care Labs, he runs into Deathlock. Of course, Spider-Man thinks he recognizes Deathlock. But the thing is, if they had really read the Marvel 2-in-1 where Spider-Man comes back from his traveling into the future, they would have known that Spider-Man forgot about his adventures with Killraven and Deathlock because, quote-unquote, they hadn't happened yet. All right? Well, they obviously, you know, uh, Larson obviously didn't read that issue. Uh, so Spider-Man recognizes Deathlock and says, wait a minute, didn't I meet you in a bizarre alternate future, blah, 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 uh, when your name was Luther Manning, but now you're Michael Collins, who's nobody's ever heard of. And, uh, and of course, Deathlock is as lost as we are. Um, but so anyway, Deathlock says, you know, by the way, I'm looking for these evil, evil technicians. And Spider-Man says, hmm, you know what? I've got a problem with a bunch of bad guys called the Sinister Six. You help me with the Sinister Six. I'll help you with your evil technicians. Uh Deathlock says deal. All right. So they, they go to this warehouse and they enter this alternate dimension where the Sinister Six went into an alternate dimension to get weapons because, uh, and they find out that the Sinister Six has slaughtered over a hundred thousand aliens or whatever. Uh, so then they, they come back out of the dimension because the Sinister Six no longer there and they return to care labs called care labs because they care, but care labs has been destroyed. So, in other words, so the big, the, the whole explanation about the existence of Care Labs and why it exists and everything is rendered completely moot because it's destroyed by the Sinister Six. Yeah. Uh, and Cyborg X is, is killed as well. So the whole setup with all of this is just completely gone. So, what was the point of any of it? All right. Um, just kind of kills the momentum of the Sinister Six story, too. Glad we covered that then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, that was the point of that. Yeah. The censor six anyway, uh, blah, 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 blah. The issue ends with Mary Jane doing laundry. Uh, and Peter crashes through the skylight and, uh, Peter, he's laying on the floor. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Deathlock and, uh, Fireman got their asses kicked again. Uh, yep. so part five opens up with the censor six, uh, you know, playing with their new weapons. Uh, let's see. Let's, let's try to really get through his, oh, the next six pages. Sinister Six is preparing for world domination. Um, Mary Jane sews Peter a new costume. <laughs> Solo recovers from his injuries. Deathlock's been found by S.H.I.E.L.D. And anyway, so the whole thing about this is the Sinister Six goes into this alternate dimension to get all these weapons because they want to attack this Hydra satellite base up in orbit because Hydra has all kinds of weapons, you know, space toys, Doc Ock calls them, to, that are circling the Earth. And if they knock out Hydra and take, take possession of all this, then they will rule the world. Well, Sleepwalker has joined the fight. You know, yeah. why the hell is Sleepwalker there? <laughs> Who is Sleepwalker? Who the hell is Sleepwalker? Rick, you know, Sheridan, and, Rick Sheridan. When he goes and to then, sleep, and then, Sleepwalker and then comes out. That- yeah, we find out that when the Rick Sheridan wakes up, Sleepwalker goes away, and mm-hmm. and 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 now we find out that uh, the in this other dimension they brought Gog back with them, which is a big orange alien. Oh yeah, and Gog. if you remember Gog, Gog, here's Gog right there. Look at that Gog. If you remember Gog, he was uh, the alien down in the, the Craven found down in the Savage Land in issues 100 and 102 or whatever that Roy Thomas, I think, wrote. Two, uh, of, my, two of my least favorite Amazing Spider-Man issues from the first 200. I hated that Gog story. So, so did, you, did you like that Gog story? No, no. I mean, yeah, it was, you know, Spider-Man in the Savage Land just doesn't. Those, yeah. are, those are usually stupid stories. Yep. Spider-Man doesn't belong in the Savage Land. You know, chasing after dinosaurs and, you know, hanging out in, a, you know, in a loincloth with Kazar or whatever. Um, so it didn't parts part six. The part six then is the is the massive ultimate fight. And everybody is there. You know, the Hulk's there. Ghost Rider's there. Sleepwalker's there. Nova finally decides to show up because the new warriors say, oh, by the way, it's OK for you to go in now because this is part six. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? The Fantastic Four who were who weren't taking phone calls earlier. Now they're taking phone calls. All right. And yep. there they Dog, come. 
and, and Doc Ock is going to blow the planet up, but Reed Richards pulls the plug. And literally, if you see the panel, it literally looks like Reed Richards has done exactly that. He just pulled out the plug out of the extension cord. And <laughs> that's why they pay him the big bucks, JR. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, anyway, the. The Sinister Six is defeated. The heroes disband, you know, after promising to see everybody again. You know, well, we got another crisis where we're all probably all going to team up again because, after all, it is the 90s. So there's probably another six inch, six issue bullshit tale uh, we're all going to be in and we'll get together. Peter goes back to Mary Jane. Mary Jane says, you know what, Peter, uh, because you're such a pansy. Uh, and, uh, you know, I decided that I'm not going to take the nude scene, even though this would probably uh, jumpstart my movie career. Uh, she gives some kind of bull about, uh, you know, well, the producers didn't respect me for my mind for my acting ability they just wanted my boobs to jiggle you know it's like well you know well, mary jane you know that's 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 kind of that was kind of you know yeah oh, that's that's the uh, you know you're a model you don't mind parading in skimpy clothes you know uh you know you think that's perfectly fine but uh someone wants you know your boobs to jiggle and you get offended so anyway but then they all throw a birthday party for peter and you know that's the end the end wow uh <laughs> You know, that that story, which I haven't read since 1992, it, it is why, a reason. Uh, Larson just wanted to draw all these characters, it seems like. And this seems like a – you ever go eat like a dinner, like, like you go get some uh, McDonald's or something and you're hungry afterwards. There's no real meaty story to it, but it, it was kind of attractive in the – idea in the first place if 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 i had a dime hello if i had a dime for uh every time you equated something comics related to food (laughs) i could open my own restaurant well don't you think this this is just it's attractive but not meaty Uh, i mean mean, the artwork is beautiful yeah it's beautiful it's it's a summer movie that's there's 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 no gripping michael bay before michael bay yeah there you go there you go what Jr. What's your? Did you really strongly dislike this story? Well, I mean, it's it's a it's it's stupid. It's useless. Yeah. It's pointless. You and know, if you it, don't like Eric Larson art, this really you didn't have anything going for you. I liked uh, Eric Larson art at the time. Uh, I didn't think he was necessarily the best fit for Spider Man back in the day. Um, well, I, I I really like this art in this story, but my goodness, I mean, it's just it's just a convoluted mess. I mean, it's it it's uh, you know it. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's no storytelling integrity whatsoever. I mean, it, it literally is, like you said, a Michael Bay movie. In fact, a, a Michael Bay movie probably would be more entertaining. This is why we've never covered this uh, this series of fights, Brad. On uh, oh, well, this is Friday a big night. old fight on Friday Night Fights, is because it's it's not Spider Man versus it's Spider Man and like uh, Sleepwalker and Ghost yeah, Rider, like and- a ton of other spare characters, yeah. and and some that we actually do like. Yeah, you know, but. Um, Anyway, Jr., you want to go to Spec or Web? What do you want to go next? Uh, let's go to uh, let's see here. Oh, my pages of notes. Let's go to Spec. Okay, Spec one eighty seven came out this month in April of nineteen ninety two. Your pages of notes, like you're like you're trying to make people think you were actually prepared. Jm Dimatius is out. Is it is it working, YouTubers? Do do I appear prepared? <laughs> this okay. is. Called, uh, the reason well, I talk to the YouTubers over here is, is because this is the other computer where I have all the chat, you know, going out. Because here I look at I look at the faces of my friends talking Spider Man, and then over go. here I go and I look at all the com- all the comments from the the peanut gallery. So <laughs> yeah. go, go ahead, go ahead, Brad. Friend, Brad. <laughs> Funeral arrangements part duh, came out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, spec 187 the vulture i mean yeah the vulture is holding aunt may uh rising up above spider-man chasing her and the word caption the balloon says the vulture's next victim aunt may well yeah it makes you think that but that's not really what's going on anyway but actually this this is part two of a three-part story Part one, previous issue, uh, basically the vulture is settling a lot of old scores. You know, he throws some, some, uh, Goomba that, you know, betrayed him off a building. Uh, he, he goes and he kills his, uh, you know, actually, uh, an old business partner of his that we met during the Stern run on Amazing Spider-Man. He drags him to his, uh, farm, farm warehouse or whatever in the sky in, uh, on Staten Island. In the sky? 
Yeah, I, I'm getting I'm I'm getting mixed up here because uh, we were just in the sky for the Hydra satellite. So, um, so he takes this guy back and he kills him. Uh, and he fi- we find out that you know he's the vulture is dying of cancer. So you know he's been wearing that magnetic harness you know all these years uh, to fly, and now it's giving him cancer. And so he wants to die with a clean slate. And the way way to die with a clean slate is by killing a bunch of people. Um, they serve you in the afterlife. Is the thing. <laughs> This issue is not on Marvel Unlimited, by the way. This is why when Pharaohs died, they uh, killed a, a whole bunch of like uh, like servants and whatnot uh, and, and put them in the tomb. So anyway, we go to Mary Jane and Aunt May, and uh, basically uh, uh, Mary Jane has – you know, Aunt May wonders why Mary Jane's there. You, got some, you know, Mary Jane's got some news to share. It's like, are you pregnant? Mary Jane says, no, 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 we're not, we're not ready for children. We're not ready for children, but we'll give you a granddaughter someday, May. Uh, <laughs> uh, which I don't know, just seems ironic in so many, in so many different sad ways. Anyway, uh, obligatory fight scene between Spider-Man and the vulture, uh, but, uh, which, which the vulture breaks off because he remembers he's got a more important errand to run. Uh, and later we find out, you know, Aunt May comes home and there the vulture is sitting menacingly on her windowsill. And then we get to 187, which was the, Actually, here in uh, uh, nineteen the the May nineteen ninety two, uh, actually the vulture came to apologize to Aunt May because you know back in Amazing Spider Man three hundred thirty six he killed Nathan Lebinsky because he picked him up. What did what did he do? Did he picked the old geezer up in the wheelchair and the old geezer had a heart attack or something like that. I think so. Like, yeah, yeah. So anyway. You know, she says, I, you know, I'm dying. I want to say, I want to make amends or whatever. And I killed this old geezer, even though he was pretty much a worthless old geezer. Uh, you know, he was always getting on, you know, your nephew's ass when, you know, your nephew would run off to play Spider-Man. He just pretty well acted in, in, in your nephew didn't have the balls to say, you know, uh, you're not my dad. You're not my uncle Ben. You can't talk to me that way. Go screw yourself. Uh, so, I mean, really nobody else misses him, but you may, but as a result of you missing him, I want to apologize. Vulture did us a favor by killing off Nathan. Lipinski. Yeah. yeah. Nathan <laughs> was, Nathan was, a, a disp- you know, it's, this is, this is one thing, uh, you know, Peter Parker takes too much abuse from people. I mean, honest to God, you know, and remember, uh, the, the much beloved Mr. Elder, Mr. Jameson, uh, yeah. Who, 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 you know, early on in his relationship with Aunt May has given Peter all kinds of grief. Honest mm-hmm. to God. <laughs> should put them in their place. Oh, my Lord. I mean, honestly, you know, my mother's no widow woman. Uh, and, and if another man came into her life and started to lecture me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I don't know why Peter, this is this, I don't know. I don't know why Peter takes this crap. But anyway. Uh, well, I may, may slaps the vulture. She's just, you know, this is not, this is not a conversation we, she wants to have with a person she wants to have about a topic that she wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you know, the vulture is lucky that that's all Aunt May did because we've seen Aunt May do some twisted stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, yeah, he's lucky that she didn't turn into the, the golden oldie at that time, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and incinerate him. Lucky so, she didn't give him poison cookies. Yeah. So, Anyway, the vulture decides to go to the Daily Bugle and rough J. Jonah Jameson up a little bit because, you know, the <laughs> the vulture wants the bugle to print a headline about him to get Spider-Man's attention. Again, another <laughs> view is going to the bugle to get Spider-Man's attention. All right. Well, Spider-Man, you know, Peter finds out, you know, that uh, what the vulture wanted there uh, and see blah, 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 blah. Uh, the vulture comes back. Let's see. Peter decides to stay the night. Aunt May sleeping in her bed. The vulture, who obviously didn't get the idea the first time, uh, runs to the you know goes back to the house. Uh, but Peter sca- scares him by being there. And then he kidnaps Peter and uh, swings off and uh, takes Peter to his uh, farm silo or whatever. Then we go into issue, issue number one eighty eight, which is the third part of the story. Uh, needless to say, big fight. Spider Man defeats the vulture. Spider-Man takes the vulture back to Aunt May's house to apologize, <laughs> apologize to her <laughs> for, cre- you know, you know, yeah, it was pretty stupid for that. I went to apologize to you for killing your boyfriend. Now I'm going to apologize to you for apologizing for killing your boyfriend and apologizing for taking your nephew away and thinking that making you think that you killed him. And Aunt May says something really cool. She says, I hope your death is f- long and full of suffering. 
<laughs> but then Aunt May goes back and to the prison and wimps out. You know, said, "I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I should be the better person, even though, even though, though you are a disgusting old bird and a disgusting old creature. You know, you know, I'm bigger than that. So, but I can't forgive you because that's between you and the the guy with the beard in the sky." All right. On her way out, Aunt May meets Harry Osborne, who's got a big grin on his face because he's crazy. Uh, and he gives her a mysterious package to pass along to Peter. Of course, this is uh, this is uh, this is after the child within. You know, Harry's yeah. looking for Peter because, you know, or Harry's looking for Peter. Peter's looking for Harry uh, because Harry wigged out at the end of a six part story, which went absolutely nowhere. Again, another GM D. Mateus, you know, uh, you know, uh, psychological, you know, mind F, you know, and uh, but anyway, this sets us up for one issue one, not spectacular one ninety where the green goblin returns and then spectacular 200 where Harry dies, but Harry doesn't die. He, he gets better. So, yeah. All right, so we're going to web next, right? Oh my God, we're going to web next. Web eighty-seven, the gathering. I mean, the name of the rose. Oh my lord! Oh my lord! Is this Six is it? Is this Betty, is this Betty Brant with guns? If I remember correctly. Uh, actually, no. This is not Betty Brant with guns. Okay. Now this is this is the rose. You know the this is like I guess two additional roses. Mm. Um. But um, let's see here. Oh, there were two roses. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, this isn't facade, is it? Oh, no, 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 no. Facade is not for not facade is not for another uh, two and a half years. Okay. Got it. No, but, but this is Howard Mackey. It is okay. Howard Mackey. Right. Save, saved by Alex Savick. <laughs> so anyway, th- th- this is this is the rose. Oh, no, this is Richard Fisk actually working with the Rose, but wait a minute. Isn't the Rose really Richard Fisk Yeah, uh, to take down the Kingpin? Uh, And let's see here. Fight, 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 fight. This is why, this is why JR does spider history and why I do Friday night fights. (laughs) (laughs) You're missing key moments in JR's just like fight, fight, fight. fight, fight." (laughs) Well, I'm trying to actually get the story here. Fight, fight, fight. Oh, and then Jonah says something that I'm saying he's saying, but he's not actually saying. And then Spider-Man says, F you. (laughs) Well, you know, we've got a lot of issues to go through, you know, it is. We had a late night last night, you know, and, uh, you know, and plus our, uh, our YouTubers are young and they need to go to bed early because Brad was worried about me cussing in front of them last night, you know? So that I realized that they're, you know, like I said, they're young and they probably need to go to bed early after staying up late last night. Uh, so fight, 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 go ahead. Fight, fight, fight. Let's see here. Richard Fist meets the Rose. And it turns out that anyway, there's this detective throughout the whole story. And it turns out that this detective is actually the new rose. But then we meet Peter. We meet, we meet Richard Fisk's fiance, Rebecca. Uh, and uh, we also meet uh, Richard Fisk friend, Alfredo. Okay. So and then uh, we, we also, <laughs> we also meet the Praetorian guard, which is a bunch of guys in high tech armor because everybody in the nineties were a bunch of high tech armor. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't make armor and, yep, poc- yep. and pockets. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, anyway, we have references to Daredevil 300 because, uh, um, you know, I, I guess Daredevil what, da- took down Fisk. Yep. Yeah. Daredevil put down, puts down Fisk. So then Richard Fisk takes over uh, Fisk Tower, you know, because, you know, he, his father is so evil and whatever. So he's going to start acting just like him. Uh, and I think, you know, and then during the time Richard Fish shaves his head, so he looks like the kingpin. We find out that, you know, Sergeant Bloom is the Rose, but then he gets shot up and killed. And then the Rose three, who is now Blood Rose. I think this is Blood Rose, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember Blood Rose. Blood, Blood Rose, you know, comes in and starts shooting up a bunch of people. Uh, and then uh, so Richard Fish now is the new kingpin of crime. All right. Uh, and so. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you think these guys would learn? This doesn't uh, seem to be a sick, worth, worthy of a six-part story. Oh, but it's a for, for going on for half a year. <laughs> so, Richard Fisk, uh, you know, Blood Rose has, uh, you know, Alfredo, uh, you know, thinks Richard's lost his mind and has become just as bad as his old man. So, Blood Rose confronts Richard Fisk and all his goons, and they fight. Spider-Man, the Hobgoblin, turn up. Uh, 
more fighting, the Praetorian Guard are in it, more guns, more pages, you know, uh, Richard Bloodrose shoots Richard in the back. Richard crashes through a window, sinks into a harbor, you know, never to be seen again. Bloodrose escapes, and that's it. That's what you get for your six parts, people. That's half a year of Web of Spider-Man, huh? <laughs> all right. I think that's all of them for the for April of ninety-two. Let me go back. Do we See miss you again anything? next month, folks? JR, was this a good month? There was a lot of Spider-Man going on. It was all middle parts of long stories, it seems. Well, you remember you remember George's expression very early on in the uh, in the podcast when we were talking about the semi. George, do that expression again. You know, Harold, let's that- call George up on full screen. Let's see you talking us talking about symbiotes and the reaction you give us. Yeah, George, you made an expression. You you were kind of like this was uh, George. Yeah. Oh no, I I I I. I, I, I. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so anyway, that is, that is, pretty, <laughs> that is pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what? That is the image. Yeah. Spider hit April, 1992. <laughs> we what, killed, oh, the year we killed George. <laughs> April, 1992. What was this month? Like picture of George laying there. <laughs> that's all you need what, to know. Was it a good month? JR. We had a new character. That's going on for thirty, nearly thirty years. I mean, it introduced Carnage. I mean, uh, well, I guess it, it was the first full Carnage arc, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't consider a great moment in Spider history. But nonetheless, it is a moment, and kind of like when Times Man of the Year, Man of the Year, turns out to be the Ayatollah Khomeini or Joseph Stalin. You know, not because they're particularly good guys, but because they just made a huge impact one way or the other. So, yeah. all right. YouTubers, any comments for JR before we wrap it up? Wait a minute. Suicide by symbiote, Enigma says. <laughs> dark, dark, dark. Yeah, see, you know, you know it's like uh, Marvel never promised you a rose garden. <laughs> was this the story where Spider-Man wears the web bomber? No, that was web number 100. Yep. You know, uh, the, the web 100... And the story JR mentioned in Adjectiveless, they've been making those action figures for 20 plus years where he's got the giant web cannons on the back. And also he's got the uh, the armor on. Well, hell, he's got the armor on the new Avengers movie. So, you know, this is. Oh, thank you, Joey. Thank you. Uh, you know, but this wasn't the last rose. OK, there was there's a fourth rose that comes in later, right before the reboot. Uh, and it's Bugle Reporter, another reporter gone evil. Jacob Conover, who turns out to be the fourth Rose, who was set up in business by Don Fortunato. Uh, so that Kiss was the fourth Rose. That, uh, that was a Spider Jeopardy question, I think, here before last. Yeah. Year. And uh, which, uh, and, and then not only that, though, but um, and see, this is a, this is a more evidence of the, the the senility that's that's grip that's crippling me. Because I was, I had a point and I lost it. But anyway, there it's were four roses, four roses. So, uh, oh, yeah, I knew. But the, and the rose was actually originally supposed to be, um, well, Tom DeFalco was going to make the rose. Roderick Kingsley actually. Oh, um, yeah. Um, I'll be. Yeah, because when Stern, Stern had this whole hobgoblin and uh, and, uh, and and. Uh, the Rose were allies, and then when Stern left Amazing and DeFalco took over, DeFalco was going to make the Hobgoblin Richard Fisk, and he was going to make Roderick King.